0: Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. How are you feeling? Fine, I just ate a popsicle.
1: Yum. I just had a Wendy's chicken sandwich. Oh, Kelsey walked by with some sort of crinkly paper bag (laughs) when, (laughs) right as we finished yoga. I don't know what it was. (laughs) Something crinkly.
0: Oh, I I had to put you back on full screen. I was like, why am I squinting? (laughs) Oh, because I... Had my recording device up. Whoops. Yeah. Anyways, how are your hamstrings? Mine are sore. <laughs> Mine are fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think he's done. Okay.
0: Goodness.
1: It is it my arm, the back of my arm. Man, it's just like this little part of muscle right here. <laughs> yeah.
0: I noticed that hurts for me when I do a lot of high planks. And we did some of those yesterday. Did you do this
1: yeah, I do the planks and then I just go straight to yeah. down dog.
0: <laughs> yeah, my that's where I started. Like once I started gaining my arm strength, I definitely noticed it there when I was doing uh, like planks mm-hmm. and ch- like chaturangas.
1: There we go. <laughs> that's gonna come through on my end for sure. Click click click. No, I had to turn it down. I'm like, why are you yelling at me? No. <laughs> <Ow. laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Uh, my footy's about to fall asleep, I think. it <clears throat> out. Okay. <Stretched> yeah. <laughs> By the time we got to the second round of the, like, Stargazer or whatever it's called. Yes. I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that one actually felt really good. My low back, like my lumbar, started to cramp mm-hmm. when we were doing those splits. And I was like, oh my god, why is this happening? So when we got to Stargazer, it
1: felt real good. Yeah, my main problem with the splits is that I only have one block. So I gotta, like, decide which side I'm gonna support myself on. (laughs) Same.
0: I tried to, like, balance in front, and then it just became too much weight in my front leg, and I said, fuck it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) When we were on the, like, right leg in front, I can hold onto the couch. (laughs) But on the other side, Mm -hmm. I have the block on the inside. So my left arm is just out here by itself. (laughs) Willy-nilly. But also... I can do it mostly. I mean, as far as we did, I was fine on with the left leg in front. But because of my knee, I can't, like, <laughs> it doesn't, like, support me when it's bent like that. It has to be, like, straight or bent more. <laughs> <laughs> Just not whatever she was yeah. doing. How was work today? It was pretty slow. I read almost the res. Okay, so. I finally finished my second bee book. (laughs) That needs explanation. Because it's not about bees. It was about the news. But I decided that this year I was going to read alphabetically. So I am, you know, we're halfway through the, well, we're not halfway through the year. We are halfway through the year. Because I'm right on track. But there's 26 letters in the alphabet. And there are 52 weeks in the year. So twice through the alphabet is a book a week. (laughs) That's legit. Well, I was ahead of it. I was like, at one point, I was like seven books ahead because I listen to audiobooks when I'm at work. But once it slowed down, it's like, I'm just like sitting there staring into space, listening to audiobooks like I can't do it. (laughs) So I have to like, I have to have something else to do (laughs) when there's like something playing. So I was like four books ahead when I started this one and then I don't know I just wasn't interested in it anymore (laughs) and like like (laughs) the end just wasn't coming fast enough and I didn't read it for like it's just taken a long time to read it and then I finished it today because I realized that I only had like 40 pages left or something (laughs) when I got to work that's legit because it's a non-fiction and there is a lot of bibliography in the back of that book. There are so many citations.
0: <laughs> I love when you get down to, like, 50 and below, because you're like, all right, I'm just going to, like, take a block of time and finish
1: mm-hmm. it. So I got, I had four pages left, right? <laughs> One of my customers comes in and she is, she's certain that she's missing the sweat, uh, scarf, right? From, like, May, the beginning of May. She picked up that order. Her scarf wasn't in there or something.
0: And she waited until
1: just now? We've had an issue started for it for a while, and they have already oh, okay. like resolved that issue and, I don't know, sent her a check or asked her if she was okay with a check or whatever. Basically, if we lose your stuff or, like, fuck it up beyond repair, we'll pay for it. Who cares? But Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the issue wasn't that we lost her scarf. The issue is that we apparently swapped her scarf with a different scarf. And she never communicated that us, communicated that to us until today when she came in 20 minutes before I close. <laughs> and so I had to, like, keep explaining to her over and over the same thing. Like, there's no... Whenever you bring your stuff in, we put a heat seal on there. It's just a little barcode with, like, an eight-digit number. So that we know who something belongs to if it gets lost. It didn't have a heat seal on this scarf. (laughs) And I searched the system all the way back through January. Right? January 1st through May 31st. Nobody's dropped off a scarf with this description. So I don't know where this scarf came from. But somebody clearly has her scarf. (laughs) But we didn't realize that. We thought she was saying, hey, I dropped off this scarf and it didn't come back. (laughs) Not, hey, I got someone else's scarf. So then I had to start another issue with the correct information and send this one into the plant. It was a whole thing. Like, what are they even going to do now? Well, now they can figure out who's dropped off this scarf, hopefully. Mm. (laughs) But I did all of the things that I can possibly do on my end because we have less, like, abilities in the stores for, like, the search engine and stuff. So I can search scarf, and I can search the brand, and I can search, you know, the pattern. But that's as far as I can go, because (laughs) there's no identifying marks on it. (laughs) Downtown is popping tonight, apparently. But then I had someone drop off, and I'm like, that's cool. She drops off a lot of stuff, so that sucks, but whatever. (laughs) I'll do it. And then it's like... We close at 4, and it's like (laughs) 3.56. And Philip pulls up, and he drops off. And I'm like, you realize I have to stay late now. (laughs) Like, I I could have left on time. And I get it. Like, sometimes there are things that, you know, (laughs) you have to take care of before, you know, that are, like, unexpected. But also, just leave. Like... A minute earlier. <laughs> like just get here earlier. <laughs> right. Please. Please get here yeah. earlier. It's okay. I it's clocked bad. out at like four twelve and we can't clock out until ten after anyway, so Oh, that's not yeah. so bad. Did he have a lot of job offs or No. The one before it was the oh, one that had like she had like nineteen pieces. A million. Yeah. Whoa. He had like, I don't know, seven. <laughs> it wasn't that much, but still. Don't drop off that. Right, close to also close. Also, don't come in. Yeah, don't come in right at closing, yeah. please. Thank
0: you in any industry. Service industry, clothing industry. Just don't do yeah. it.
1: And then before I could leave, I had another person drop off through the drop-in and I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm same day that in the morning. Right? <laughs> as long as it'll get back on time, I don't think anyone will care. It will, because he's not. he's not a... Uh I know who it was and he's not one of the like oh I'm gonna drop this off and I, it's gonna be here when you say it is tomorrow and I'll be here <laughs> right on time to get it like it'll be there for a few days anyway but
0: oh well, yeah. that's nice so Stefan and I like okay so I <laughs> was a cranky bee this morning mm-hmm. and pouted all morning and then never made breakfast <laughs> so Stefan I decided to make two sandwiches well the bread we had is moldy yeah. So I was like, well, let's go to the store and get some. Is this the crazy so thing you like, had I'll to drive. tell me? Okay. Yes, this is the crazy thing. So we get to Stefan's truck and we get in. And our, his side mirror on my passenger side is like bent forward.
1: Like someone He's hit like, it? Hey, we or like up. Jacob thinks
0: someone's fucking with his mirrors every time you get in it? Like, I mean, like, it's like the whole thing is like just, it like swivels that oh, way. Okay. But like. It was bent that way, like, forward, instead of, like, it can tuck, for, like, backwards towards mm-hmm. the car. It was, it was, like, bent forwards. So he's like, hey, will you pull that in? I was like, did you do that? And he's like, no, did you? <laughs> I was like, no. So I pulled it in, and the fucking mirror was gone. Just gone. <laughs> like, just the plate glass. Like, gone. Like, the motor and everything was still intact in there. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, is your side there? And his side was gone, too. Like, somebody popped both of us, like, side view mirrors off. And we're like, okay, this is fucking weird. Yeah. So we drive up, like, half a block because we're like, well, what are we going to do, right? Like, I guess we'll just pay for a new one. Mm -hmm. Or new ones. And it'll probably be cheaper because we're ordering two instead of just one. Like, because they usually come in a set. Anyways, so before we can even get up the block all the way, I, I was like, oh, my God, there's a mirror. And there was a, like, a plate glass mirror on the ground to smash. I was like, oh, Jesus. Okay. So he, like, pulls over. And we look, and he's like, wait a second. This car is... doesn't
1: have mirrors either.
0: <laughs> Somebody had gone up the whole fucking block and popped out both sides of all the car's mirrors. I for
1: a second you were going to say, wait a second. This isn't my car. <laughs> no.
0: No. That'd be epic. No. But some motherfucker walked up the block, popping people's mirrors both sides off. Like, Fuck you. That sucks. <laughs> it does suck. Like, it could be worse. It could have been a whole fucking window or something. But who, do- who does that? Yeah. I feel like that was a tweaker because it's very specific. Mm-hmm. I feel like something that they- that's something they could fixate on. But, like,
1: <laughs> side view mirrors? Yeah. <laughs> Why not just smash that's... them? Why steal them right? and then smash them? Or did yeah. we- was that the only one that was broken that you saw? Yeah. So maybe he, there, he just there kept just the one on, one on the ground. And only dropped that one.
0: <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. But like, the hell do you need a mirror for? That many of them.
1: Coke. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because it's a smooth surface and you're not going to lose any product. <laughs> oh, that's true, I suppose. Yeah. But like,
0: <laughs> ten of them? Why do you need ten of them? maybe he has a lot of friends i don't know at that point you just passed the plate right (laughs) Yes. God.
1: weird Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i don't know
0: me either i was like this is the craziest (laughs) thing so yeah that is what the crazy story (laughs) i tell you (laughs) that is crazy isn't it we both just looked at each other like we cannot fucking wait to move out of downtown (laughs) But then I remembered, I woke up about like four this morning. We sleep with our window open. We shouldn't because we're ground floor. Yeah. But my mom did give me my baseball bats last weekend from softball. <laughs> so we have those now. <laughs> we have some sort of protection yeah. by bed. Um, anyways, so we sleep with our window open. And I woke up around 4.15 and I heard some, like, was a very angry man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was not a coherent sentence. So, and I, it was like some shuffling by the window. Going down the road, so I'm probably guessing that was the person who did it, uh, just based on the way that they were talking, the time of day it was, and the how did no
1: alarms go off though? I don't know, but that's the thing is like my bag touched the motor? someone else's car mirror, and the alarm went off. <laughs> that's so
0: weird. Yeah, it, it just like popped the plate off like the circular disc thing with the motor was still there and intact we like made sure it worked like ev- everything was there the person just fucking popped it off though yeah. like that's so weird <laughs> it's we felt better after we knew it wasn't like targeted specifically toward yeah. us we're like who the fuck would do this but then we're like oh okay it was clearly just vandalism yeah
1: <laughs> that's funny
0: <laughs> do you know how much of this gonna be no, we haven't looked it up yet. We're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, we don't even want to think about it right now. Let's go. Yeah, home I mean, that's sandwiches. kind of the only
1: option. So, yeah.
0: We're, we're probably going to take it to a shop and just be like, hey, how much are these? Put them in for us, please. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like rear view mirrors or side view mirrors are pretty common, anyways.
1: So, they might even have them in stock. Yeah. That would be cool. That'd be sweet. I stopped a couple weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> so. My visor, my driver side visor, sun visor, sun Mm -hmm. blocker. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, the little screw on this side was like loose, so anytime I popped it out to like put it over my door window, it would like hang really low. So I get, I got a toolkit and I was like, I'm just gonna fix it. (laughs) So I fixed it right. I screwed the things back in, and I was like, cool, great. And I was super excited, apparently, and I, like, broke the clip (laughs) when I went to put it back in. (laughs) I just, like, broke the clip off, and I'm like, okay, cool. So I had to go back to Walmart to get glue, because I was just there to get a toolkit. (laughs) So I got some, like, (laughs) I don't know, it's some sort of, like, little glue pen, but it's supposed to be, like, really good. Like, I don't know, it wasn't Gorilla Glue, but it was something that had a
0: Was it... Like an epoxy yeah, or something? something
1: like that. So I, like, did the thing, and I got it all lined up, and I put it back on there, and it held for a while, and then it, like, gave up. Maybe because <laughs> we're in Arizona, and it got too hot, or because I didn't like, have it lined up all the way. I don't know. But it came off, and I've just been, like, living with it, not clipping in, which is fine until I have it down, and I have to make a left turn because then it flings forward and hits me in the face. <laughs> and I, I forget every time, right? <laughs> That's pretty <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> and I'm not looking forward because oh, I'm God. making a turn. So I'm like, oh, it surprises me every time. So, so I finally, there's on the street leading up to my apartment, like before you get to my street on the main street, there's okay. like Pet boys o'reilly napa and something else it was just like a bunch of like car places <laughs> so i stopped at o'reilly and i got did you say pep yes. boys okay i thought you said pet boys i was like <laughs> the hell's pet yeah. boys no pep boys pep boys uh i stopped at o'reilly and i got the little the little clip i got it okay so i had already looked up how to do it online it was like there's a little like notch in the back, and you just like stick something in there, and it should there's like a latch in there, and it should pop out. And I'm like cool, <laughs> so I could not get it to pop out. Like I had like two different sizes of screwdriver, <laughs> so I could like see which one would like get in there. And I'm like yeah. this is basically as far as it'll go. Like I shoved it in there so far that like the little latch just like snapped off. <laughs> I'm like well it's not stuck on anything anymore, but it's not popping off. <laughs> I was down there for like ten minutes before I thought maybe it turns maybe maybe you twist it in there (laughs) and that's definitely how it works (laughs) pop lock and And drop it it's so empowering when we can fix little things though i mean i'm not gonna pay someone else to do it i bought my headlights for my car so that i could do do it myself so i didn't have to take it to the (laughs) shop and pay for it yeah. And then I, I always had to take just... it in anyway. So I was just like, hey, I mean, while you're in there.
0: Speaking of, how do we have a diagnosis on your car? Nope. No, nothing? Nothing.
1: Weird. I mean, I can call them tomorrow, but the parking lot was like packed when I got yeah. there.
0: So if it's full, it's full.
1: Yeah. Are you ready
0: to start? Mm hmm. OK. My first topic is boogie boarding.
1: Yeah. Did you guess that after I told you yesterday? I did not. I thought you were going to say swimming, but that's pretty close. That is pretty close. (laughs) So the actual, I had to look up like
0: the nuance between bodyboarding and boogie boarding.
1: Well, I I didn't know what boogie boarding was until we did it. I thought it was the one where you like skim across the sand. Oh, yeah. I think those are just skim boards. (laughs) I think that's what those are called. (laughs) I don't know. So, for
0: our listeners who don't know, boogie boarding or body boarding, uh, as it turns out, they are one and the same. It is a water sport that is similar to surfing, but on your belly. Kind of like a seal. Kind of like a seal. I mm-hmm. feel like a seal when I'm boogie boarding. <laughs> I'll get more into it when I talk about it.
1: <laughs> You're talking about it now. <laughs> I am talking about
0: it, but I have some notes here. Yeah. Okay. So the first boogie board, or actually didn't even have a name at this point. The first prototype. There we go. (laughs) Prototype. That's the word I was looking for. (laughs) The first prototype of what we now know as the boogie board. It was built on July 9th, 1971 by artist, musician, and entrepreneur Tom Morey. Morey Morey. M-O-R-E-Y. It was made of foam and newspaper cut with a knife and ironed together... And he used it to paddle off of the Hawaiian Big Island's Kona Coast. He moved back to California and decided to sell the product he'd made. So the original name for this prototype was called Snake. And that stood for Side, Navel, Arm, Knee, and Elbows. Because when you're laying on it, that's what you have on it. So the original name was Snake, but some of his lady friends did not like that name. Partially because they don't like snakes and also because... It was the 70s, and Snake also <laughs> could mean something sexual. Although I guess the 70s were pretty sexual, weren't they? <laughs> That's when, like, the age of disco came around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So his lady friends didn't like the name Snake. So he... Tom Morey was thinking, like, okay, what can I name this thing that wouldn't creep my lady friends out? So as a musician, he had a passion for jazz music, and the boogie woogie was a popular jazz style at that point in time uh, became popular in world war ii i think so tom warry jazz being his favorite style of music boogie woogie being popular decided that he was going to name his new invention ocean surfing invention called the boogie board because it would let the writer boogie on the waves similar to the dance move in the late 70s the demand for the boogie board was greater than what Tom Mori could handle, so he sold his brand to Cransco, a San Francisco toy company. They trademarked the name boogie board and would pursue legal action against any other company that used that term. So due to the trademark reasons, companies started calling them body boards, which is actually the preferred terminology in today's world when talking about the sport professionally. I find it interesting that every other company has to call it a body board or find another name for it because they've... Well, it's the brand name. Yeah. Yeah. But even, like, even Thomas himself has said, like, he would have liked it to have stayed. But... Well, don't it the brand name. (laughs) Exactly. Well, he didn't. They trademarked it. Mm. Uh, The company he sold it to. Grantsco. But I kind of like the way that other companies were forced to use bodyboards because it's, I feel like it's a little more professional. <laughs> boogie board! Like, no. So, uh, the difference between boogie boarding and bodyboarding is actually zero. They're the same, which I actually didn't know until today. I thought there was a difference, but I've spent most of my life boogie boarding and not knowing I was bodyboarding. The board itself is made up of a foam cork, a softer foam top deck, and a plastic bottom. Plastic bottom is so you can surf on the wave. There is no fin on the boogie board and that is so you can spin around 360 degrees if you wanted to. There are three riding positions. One is prone, riding on your stomach. So that's the traditional way to ride. You ride on your stomach and belly and you steer with your hands. Lean left to go left, lean right to go right. The next position is drop knee where one foot is on the board and one knee is on the board. So you're basically kneeling and you just steer with your weight. Some boogie boarders or some body boarders wear flipper fins like for swimming or snorkeling to propel themselves on the water, and that's also another way to steer yourself if, when you're in the drop knee position. The third type of writing I don't know why it exists, it's called stand up. I don't know why you wouldn't just write a surfboard, yeah, uh, <laughs> but it's well, just like they it are sounds. dangerous. <laughs> this is true. Uh, But it's just like it sounds. You stand up. uh, But it's not a very popular style, obviously, because it's small. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's small. And surfing's a thing. Popular brands of body boards are obviously Mori. There's Body Glove. I I actually own a Body Glove board. Wave Rebel and Bully Board, which is actually built for big people. Specifically, they do boards for uh, actually make... Big boards for people 400 pounds and over, which I think is pretty awesome. <clears throat> my dad has that. I think when you and I went, we took that. I took that one. It was a big blue one. I don't remember. <laughs>
1: it was so long ago.
0: <laughs> but anyways, that's what I have about boogie and bodyboarding as far as factual things. Um, You and I have gone and done that. We actually did that for my 25th birthday. Mm-hmm. 25? Yes, it was 25. Whatever was in seventeen. Yes, I turned twenty-five and seventeen. I just told everyone my age. <laughs> not like I care, to be yes. honest. I'm actually looking forward to my next age in the next couple of years that I turn different ages. Did you enjoy bodyboarding?
1: So was I it easy to I pick have... up? No. <laughs> no. I was, no. I was not good at it. I never caught any waves, really. I thought that you did. No. I think there was a few you did. No? I didn't get very far if I did. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I also have a healthy respect for the sea. Same. So I had never, like, gone into the ocean before. (laughs) Oh, really? Like, at all? Yeah. I mean, I'll, like, step in. But I'm not getting sucked out into, like, a shark's mouth or something. (laughs) (laughs) So, I never used to have fears of
0: that in the ocean until the last couple years when we've started seeing more sharks. Yeah. I'm not actually afraid of sharks. I know that they're, like, not harmless, but, like, the chances of me actually getting attacked by anything significant is very slim.
1: I'm more afraid of just, like, actually drowning than getting attacked by anything.
0: Same. So, I mentioned that my... That some bodyboarders wear fins and flippers to like propel them to catch the wave quicker uh my dad actually got sucked out onto a rock at the same spot we were in Mm -hmm. and he was hanging there and he went to go pull his leg out of the water and he pulled his fin out and there was a bite mark out of his fin
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's not good
0: no so he's like well shit do i get back in the water (laughs) (laughs) right At some point, he obviously did get back in the water and was able to swim to shore, but... This is
1: a real Blake Lively Shallows situation, right? (laughs) Do you get that reference? No, I don't. (laughs) Blake Lively did a movie called The Shallows, and basically she gets stranded on a rock and there's a giant shark that shouldn't be that close to land, but it won't go away. (laughs) She's just stuck on this rock. I do know who Blake Lively is, though. Yeah. (laughs) You know about the pants. Yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. However, Steph and I went to the coast yesterday, and we put our toes in the water, and it was far too cold to do any sort of water activity,
1: even with, a, like, a wetsuit. Yeah. <laughs> far too cold. Yeah, I mean, when we went, it was September. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty cold. We had wetsuits on. <laughs> when the weather is colder outside,
0: the water ocean water is actually warmer here. Or at, like... It feels warmer. I, I'm like, does it feel warmer difference. or is it actually warmer? <laughs> it just feels warmer. Yeah. But I'll take it over mm-hmm. the drastic cold that my toes felt yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all. Okay. Oh, uh, top boogie boarding spots. Actually, yeah. I wrote down a few of them. Um, so the Kona Coast is obviously the birth of the boogie board. So naturally... They have some of the biggest waves there, and that's number one in the world for bodyboarding. I tend to bodyboard on the Oregon coast because one, that's where I live, and two, we have decent waves here. My dad and I sometimes like to go storm, stormboarding, we call it, and we pick a weekend that has really big <clears throat> swells, and we go out there and get tossed around by the waves a little bit, and that's fun. Yeah.
1: Just be careful. I would- It is dangerous to go into the ocean during a storm.
0: (laughs) Yes. I haven't done that in a long time, and I do not recommend that. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) I also would like to go down to the Northern California coast and do some boogie boarding there, just to say that I got in the ocean on the Northern Cali coast. I think that'd be awesome. Not Southern? Not like Malibu? I mean, obviously that's like a... (laughs) Bucket list place. But for me, I have this like weird connection to the Northern California coast, and I don't know why. I just have this Mm -hmm. vision of me (laughs) boogie or like bodyboarding on the Northern California coast, listening to 70s rock music and just (laughs) hanging out. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but
1: (laughs) that's what I envision. (laughs) Goals. Yeah. I mean, I saw surfers all the time because I lived. In LA, so... Yeah. That one's not so mystical. What's your first topic? Okay, I'd like to take you to a nice, warm summer's day. (laughs) You've been outside. I don't know. Maybe you were playing in the sprinklers. Let's come inside. You're going to cool down. And it's nap time, baby! (laughs) Yeah. We're going to talk about naps. (laughs) Yes! I like it. I had this thought, and then... I like Friday, I guess it was. I laid down and I was like I was in my room and it's a little bit warmer in my room than it is in the living room. Normally I take a nap on the couch because the air's like right there and it just like blows out. But I was like, I'm gonna take a little little nap, just like an hour nap. And I was laying there and I'm like, I'm definitely gonna talk about naps on Sunday when we record. And then I woke up and it was midnight. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: We had discussed you opening the night before, but I wanted—I wasn't sure. So I was like, wait a second. Did she close?
1: No. And then I didn't get a text <laughs> at all. And I was
0: like, maybe she's asleep.
1: Sure <laughs> enough, I was. I was very sure much enough. asleep. That was not so much a nap. It was supposed to be a nap. <laughs> it turned <laughs> into a like a sleep. real sleep. I woke up and I'm like, it's pretty dark outside. That sucks, but it could only be like eight because we don't do daylight savings and really it should be nine here. And then it was midnight. I'm like, too late now. (laughs) So I just kind of typed in the benefit of naps or something. And I there's a whole section on napping on the Mayo Clinic site. Is there? (laughs) Yeah. So reasons people or no, sorry. The benefits of napping: relaxation, reduced fatigue. Yes, <laughs> because you're asleep. Increased alertness, obviously when you wake up. <laughs> uh, improved mood and improved performance.
0: I mean, I think I feel like that goes in hand in hand with alertness. But hey, whatever. <laughs> well, improved Performance is but...
1: like physical and mental. So, this is true. The cons of napping is sleep inertia because like you sleep and then you pull yourself right out of like a deep sleep because you're not doing the full cycle so you're kind of like groggy that's the worst that is the worst (laughs) i always end up
0: cranky after that what
1: time is it (laughs) like me that day when it was dark outside and sleep interference because if you take too long a nap or take it too late in the day then it could fuck up your actual sleeping for that night (laughs) or it could just become your sleep for that night it could in your case yeah it's okay i watched like half a season of marrying millions so oh yeah we can talk about that if you want that's a wild show let's do that okay reasons you might decide to begin taking naps i'm tired exhibit well, a yeah well you uh experience new fatigue or unexpected sleepiness <laughs> so like it was the middle of the day and you get tired instead of like you get to you know when you would normally be asleep you can take a nap that's <laughs> fine um if you are about to experience sleep loss so if you have like a long shift coming up you might take a little power nap beforehand and if you would like to start making naps part of your daily routine, <laughs> you can do that by taking naps. <laughs> <laughs> Practice the art of napping. Exactly. Uh, a few tips to help you nap better: keep your nap short, ten to 50, or ten to twenty minutes—a little power nap, apparently, because then you don't like get too deep into it. Uh, take a nap in the early afternoon. Depending on your schedule. If you work, you know, 3 to 11 or whatever, <laughs> you could, and you know that you'd, like, stay up later, you know. <laughs>
0: Take a nap at, like,
1: noon. Yeah. <laughs> Find yourself a napping spot in a restful environment. Somewhere preferably dark and quiet with few distractions. That's it. <laughs> That's so all the Mayo tips? Clinic has to say about naps. I love naps. I've never been a nap person. I can't, I don't sleep when I'm traveling. I don't sleep in the car. I don't sleep on planes. I don't like it. <laughs> and I find it hard to do. I I don't know what I was like as a kid when it came to naps. I don't remember hating them, but I also, yeah, I don't remember anything about naps, really. <laughs> yeah, I was never a
0: napper, and I am totally making up for it as an adult because
1: <laughs> I nap all the time. I still don't like taking naps because I feel like I'm missing out on the whole day. Uh, But since the quarantine and I've been, like, opening, I don't usually open and I have to get up at, like, five. I'll usually take, like, a little hour nap or something after work. And I do take an hour nap, not 10 to 20, because, like, I'm not going to be able to fall asleep in 10 minutes. (laughs) I find that I fall asleep easy, so napping for me is easy.
0: Yeah. You can nap anywhere. Anytime. It was really bad when I was working in the mail. I'd nap all the time just because <laughs> my body was sleep deprived. That is no longer the case. However, I do enjoy a solid nap in the afternoon, especially on the Saturday when the wind is blowing in my window and I'm curled up in bed. Those are the best naps.
1: Yeah. I took a nap yesterday. Yesterday I made the mistake of turning off the air before I went to work because I was like, we're not going to be here like all day. We don't need the air on. And then I got back and it was 99 degrees in my apartment. <laughs> you very much needed the air on. I did. Apparently. 99 inside is hot. We have like leathery couches. And they were hot. Like to touch. Oh, <laughs> so hot <God>. in here. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: terrible. Yeah. Did you have any candles in there? Did they melt? No. No? I had
1: Good. the remnants of this candle. But it still has the little like indentations from the flame. So, no. <laughs> but I'm willing to bet that the coconut oil up there definitely melted. Oh yeah. <laughs> coconut oil has a low melting point. I mean, it melts in your hand. So, yeah. I I it's in I think the 70s is the that's a low melting point.
0: Mhm. like better. It might be the 80s, but it's not very high. No. <laughs> Some people use that for lube. That freaks me out. People use coconut oil for everything. <laughs> yes. Skincare.
1: I'm like, no, oh, that's oil on your face. Well, it's, yes, but like they make face oil. It's true. Like body oils are a thing that exists. Why is coconut oil any different? I don't know. I just, I've done
0: like some like reading and it just sits there. It doesn't actually absorb. So I'm like, I'm already greasy. I don't need any more. <laughs> yeah. The idea... I'm just like, also, I know what it's like on my fingers, and I don't want that on my face. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Are you ready for my second topic? Yes. Okay. It's very specific.
1: Okay. Brie cheese. Oh. Okay. Do you like brie? No. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> I wouldn't eat it now anyway, because I don't eat animal products, but not a fan.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I Look, I've never
1: had it, like, fancy, like... Baked brie with fig jam or anything like that. But I can remember not liking it so much. It did not seem very flavorful to me from what I remember. See, I'm the fancy bitch that puts it
0: in the oven and jam and crackers and yeah, charcuterie. <laughs> that's me. We went to Cash and Carry to get bread today. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how we found out the window incident. And they had a wheel of brie that's like this big. For ten bucks, mm-hmm. so we are gonna have a charcuterie reward for dinner.
1: Nice, yeah, I'm excited. It's already eight thirty.
0: <laughs> I know that's why we're eating later. Also, <laughs> we took tomorrow off because it's supposed to be in the nineties, and we're going outdoor swimming tomorrow.
1: Yes. I'm excited.
0: Okay, back to Brie. <laughs> so Brie is a soft cow's milk cheese named after Brie, a region in northern France where the cheese originated from. It needs about five to six weeks to age, uh, which is pretty pretty low compared to a lot of other cheeses. The cheese is pale in color with a slight grayish tinge under the rind of white mold. The rind is typically eaten with the cheese, although that's not my preference. I tend to... That's why I bake it, actually, is because the cheese gets all melty and comes out from underneath the rind. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to eat the rind. <laughs> although, apparently, that rind is where all the flavor comes from. I don't know. <laughs> I That's what I was reading. But I like, mean, that I makes
1: sense, because, like, blue cheese is only... Tastes like that because of the blue, exactly.
0: So it would make sense that's where the flavor comes from. But I like blue cheese, but I do not like the brie rind. Brie is made from either whole milk or semi-skimmed milk, cow's milk specifically. In order to achieve the curd, rennet is added. Rennet, I think, is added to the milk, and it is the raw milk and the rennet are warmed to 37 degrees Celsius, which is 99 degrees Fahrenheit. And it is paddled around with cheese paddles, or giant whiskers, basically, <laughs> to achieve the curd. So Renette is or Renee, Renee. R-E-N-E-N-E-N-E-T. How do you spell it? R e n n e t. I think it's rennet. Rennet? okay. <laughs> <laughs> Renette I'll it is up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up. I tried to look up the spelling, but the spelling that I had for it, or the pronunciation, was really weird, and it had like an upside down R.
1: Oh, then it could be. When it. it could be a W R. Like croissant.
0: Yeah.
1: Ren it is what it says.
0: Ren it Okay, hold on. So what rennet is rennet. is rennet. rennet. Whoa, say that
1: again? it Just rennet. It scared me. Sounded <laughs> <laughs> like a
0: horror movie. Went to
1: dictionary.com. They'll
0: say it for you. So rennet are enzymes that help cows milk curd. Specifically, the enzyme chymosin, and then the other two, pepsin and lipase, also help the milk curdle. The cheese is, it once it's in curds and melty, it is cast into molds. The cheese drains for 18 hours and is then taken out of the mold, salted, inoculated with cheese culture, which is mold, and aged for at least four to five weeks. At the beginning, I said five to six, and that's why it says at least four to five So there are lots of varieties, plain, herbed, double brie, treble brie, and brie made from other cow milk, or not other cow milks, other milks. You can, however, get Somerset and Wisconsin brie, although the French government certifies only two types of cheese to be sold under the brie name, brie de meaux and brie de melun. Brie is normally served two ways, one as a hard cheese, uh, where you can just cut a little slice off and eat it. I, as I discussed a little bit earlier like the melted version. Mm -hmm. Put it in the oven for like seven minutes. Let it get all melty. Put it on a cracker with some fig jam and some meat. Eat it that way. Some people put nuts on it, like on the top of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's totally a normal thing. I have never done that, (laughs) partially because I don't want to pay for nuts to put on top of it. (laughs) Although (laughs) I feel like pistachio would be really good with it.
1: It was really good in that salad I had yesterday. Yeah, that watermelon pistachio. Yeah. Where'd you get that from? Uh, Flower Child. We'll go there when you come down here. It's so. Good. I mean, they won't have that one anymore because I'm sure that's one of their summer options. But it's one of my favorite places. It's where we had my friend Tara's baby shower. It's called Flower Child. Hmm. That's adorable.
0: Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, I like to drink wine, and wine goes well with brie, specifically Pinot Noirs, which just happened to be my favorite. Maybe that's why I like brie because it pairs well. It also goes well with champagne, which I just happen to have some in the fridge, so we'll probably have that later. Nice. But it also goes well with uh, Pinot Grigio, a white wine. So you have all the options with the brie. It just pairs with wine real well. Yeah,
1: it's because there's no flavor to it.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like it with rosemary
1: crackers, because I get the rosemary flavor. Right? Yeah, I don't. I know that I have had it. I don't know where I would have had it.
0: <laughs> so you know you've had it, you just don't know where.
1: Yeah, because where would I have been that they had brie? Right, I mean, unless it was like I feel like maybe with Jacob. Did you have well? With Jacob? I was gonna say unless we were like at Martha's for like Christmas or something. I feel like that might be. A, I feel like there's a story that there that I recall.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's a story I recall with Bree and Jacob.
1: Yeah, I know Jacob likes Bree. <laughs> I'm just.
0: I did not know that about him.
1: Yeah, I just can't <laughs> figure out <laughs> when I had it or where, where or why. That? kind
0: of like Stephen and i had some of the best asparagus of our lives like it was big steakhouse asparagus mm-hmm. but we cannot remember where the hell we had it at because we want to go back <laughs> and have <Yeah>. more <laughs> But we cannot remember where it was yeah <laughs> same situation <laughs> suck yeah super suck what is your second topic
1: well in our last topic yes so tomorrow begins one of my favorite shows Pipples and parolies. Oh. So I'm going to talk about Pipples and Parolis. I have not, I like
0: forgot that show existed. Mm hmm. Is it still an animal planet?
1: Mm hmm. Oh. <laughs> it is. Pipples and parolies. <laughs> I feel like I don't enunciate pitbull enough. <laughs> it's all one word when I say it. Pipples and it's and plurals. Pr- like, <laughs> Pebbles and plurals. <laughs> yeah, basically. Pitbulls and Paroles is an Animal Planet show that started in 2009. It is about the Villalobos Rescue Center. VCR. VRC? VRC. Villalobos Rec- Rescue Center. <laughs> Not VCR. Video cassette <laughs> recorder or whatever. When the show started, they were in... They were located in a small town in the hills of california north of la the owner and runner of Villalobos is tia torres she had kind of a shitty childhood she was raised by her stepmother but not her father <laughs> just the oh. stepmother yeah so that is her mom basically okay. <laughs> that's who raised her um, and she started taking in strays at a young age. So it was just her and her mom and all of these animals that she would just, like, bring home <laughs> with her all the time. And her, yeah, her mom always taught her, you know, if you have the love of an animal, you don't really need much else. Right? It's true, though. Yeah. So at 17, she decided to leave home. and She took her pets with her. I don't know how many pets... She had, at the time that she took with her, but they included two Arabian horses, an Angora goat, and her Catacoola leopard dog cougar. Damn. Yes. What rental house did she find that would let her have horses? Well, here's the thing. She was 17, so sometimes they didn't have a rental house. (laughs) Like, sometimes they were homeless. Oh. And she would sleep either in the truck or in the horse trailer. So, depending on <laughs> how, how, how you know, it was going at the time. Eventually, she enrolled in the army. <laughs> when she finished with that, she uh, became a truck driver for a bit. After the truck driving, she was offered a position at for Los Angeles County, I guess, as a youth gang counselor. And through that, she was in a lot of... Like, through the counseling, she would go into a lot of, like, lower class areas with, like, you know, obviously, she was a gang counselor. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a lot of, like, drug houses and stuff like that. So the, she she already knew, uh, like, the animal control people and stuff, just because of the areas that she was in for that work. At one point, she was a trainer, Like a... Like the... I don't know. I couldn't... (laughs) This part wasn't in her bio on the website. But she talks about it on the show sometimes. She'll mention it. Like her, you know, before she started the rescue, she was, like, the dog trainer for Los Angeles County, but I don't know what that means. Like
0: like a canine trainer?
1: Yeah. But I don't know what that means. So, like... Like, I don't know if it was for, like, law enforcement, because she also did, like, she would go to, like shelters and stuff and help train the dogs there and stuff like that so oh i don't know specifically what you know what her role was but she was a trainer at some point in there so she eventually started via lobos the rescue center which means village of wolves because it started out as a wolf rescue oh that's cute yes She it was at her house she lived on the property and she had you know she had property and she set up kennels and at some point she also had like three tigers because one of her friends had tigers and they had to move and they didn't have anywhere to take them so she just took them and they just had tigers also fucking tigers yeah
0: that is wild yeah I could not imagine just adopting tigers. <laughs> Me either.
1: I also didn't know Ever. that. But when I was looking up something, I, f- I found a, was it Cincinnati Sun? Somewhere in the Midwest article about her from like 2002. <laughs> like, that's a far reach because she's just like a dog rescue in LA. <laughs> right? Cincinnati's so, a ways away. Yeah. Well, that's because at that point she had been rescuing Pitbulls and like people didn't like pitbulls, and sometimes they still don't. But that's true, <laughs> we can talk about that. One day, she was at the shelter with her two girls, they were pretty young at this point Tanya and Mariah. And the I assume it was for training or something, I don't know why she was there, I didn't say, but they were at the shelter for some reason. <laughs> and the staff or officers, I don't know who came in with this little well, she wasn't little, but this Brindle Pitbull who was taken by Animal Control after there was some sort of double homicide, bad drug deal situation in the home that she lived in. We're so, puppers. Yes. So, before they could get her into her kennel, she like slipped her lead and ran at Tanya and Mariah, who are like, I don't know, small, like two and three or something. (laughs) Like they're not, they're not big, they're tiny babies, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but it's okay because Tatanka's a pit bull, and she doesn't care (laughs) how badly she's been treated. She just wants to play with these tiny babies.
0: (laughs) Oh, what?
1: Yes. So at that time, the L.A., Los Angeles County did not adopt out pit bulls. They were once they were in, you know, animal custody. (laughs) Mm-hmm. They uh, were euthanized, and that's it. But she petitioned anyway to adopt her because she didn't think that that was right. <laughs> and she's because it's, it's not. Yeah, she's done that many times since. But they apparently did award her custody of of Tatanka because that was the start of rescuing pipples at Villalobos. I love that story. Yes. Year many years later, (laughs) I don't know how many years later. Sometime in the two thousands, I would imagine, because the at least Mariah was still in high school, but she became friends with these two twins from her school, Kanani and Keli'i, who everyone just calls Mo. (laughs) Um, (laughs) they did not, also did not have a great home life, so they would just like go up and hang out at, like, the rescue, because that's where they, you know, <laughs> that's a, where We're the Torreses live. So it's not like, you know, the, you can't not hang out at the rescue if you're hanging out at the house. <laughs> so they would go up, and they would hang out, and they would, like, work there on the weekends and stuff. And eventually, their home was not the place that they could be anymore. So Tia adopted the twins. and <laughs> So now uh, she has four girls. She has to the Kanani and Mo are boys. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, she just like took them in and they're just her kids now. Oh. T- Tia is married to a man named AJ, but we don't pry into that because like <laughs> she's not like an emotional person. Like okay. we know that he is still serving his sentence and that's basically all we know because in one episode She had to go to court for a sentence hearing, and it did not go the way that she wanted it to go. Oh. And I can't remember. Well, it was basically a plea deal, and it was take the five years or possibly get life. And I can't remember,
0: but I don't think he took
1: the five years. Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't think he got life, but I don't think he took the five years. But in, I think it was 2002, AJ's parolee agent which i assume is a parole officer <laughs> i've never heard it called a parolee agent before no uh it was actually the one to suggest hiring parolees because it's hard to get a job when you have a record and obviously she knows what that life is like <laughs> so is he she? was like hey i mean you need help and they need help and you should consider like starting a program
0: that's adorable.
1: I love this story. I didn't yeah. know all this background. Yeah. In 2011, they were figuring out that they were not going to be able to stay there anymore, stay at their location uh, because of the economy in California, just like shrinking economy is what it said. Uh, and also the county that they were in was like tightening their rules and it was making them harder for them to run the program there. So they decided that New Orleans was the place for them to go because they do a lot of res- They did a lot of rescues in the South anyway, and they had taken in a lot of Katrina dogs when they were after Katrina, <laughs> 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 obviously, in 2005. God, uh, they was it in- that long ago? Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. They took in a lot of the Katrina dogs, and they kept having to go down there to get help with rescues and stuff. And they have, like, a really bad stray dog problem down there. So, in 2011, they decided that that was the place for them to be. And eight trips later, they just... I remember that. They just started, like, equipping, like, moving trucks and, like, a school bus at some point. Because the twins found a school bus. And they're like, hey, we're keeping this. (laughs) So, they, like, fitted the school bus. Yeah. So, eight trips later, they made their final move on january 1st 2012 and now they're stationed in new orleans yes still they are stationed in new orleans and they have another location campus whatever you want to call it uh, about an hour and a half outside the city in assumption parish
0: that's cool so they have two two spots now
1: yes they have one in new orleans like in the city limits yeah and then one outside yeah cool dude one in assumption parish uh, Their average population is 400 dogs, but because people keep just like <laughs> bringing by dogs, and like, you know, you can't just say no if you get there in the morning and there's like three dogs tied to the fence. Like, right? you can't, <laughs> there's no one to turn say them no away. To at that there's point. no place to take them to. <laughs> exactly. So sometimes it's like more than that. <laughs> That's so many. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, Since they moved to New Orleans, all of the four kids have started their own families (laughs) in the, you know, well, I guess now it's been like 10 years, (laughs) basically. (laughs) But uh, Tanya is married to Perry. They have one daughter, Salem. Mariah is married to Marcel. Kanani is married to Mariah, who they call M2 because (laughs) she's the second Mariah. (laughs) That would be confusing. Um, and she already, she had a son when they met. He was like maybe six months old, but they have her son, Luke. And then Mo and Lizzie have one son, Nakoa, because the twins are Hawaiian, obviously. And he really wanted to pass on his heritage to his kid. So they figured out a uh, Hawaiian name that they liked. I like that. Nakoa? Nakoa. Very close to Nicole, which is my name. Mm-hmm. So, I've been watching the show since it started, (laughs) right? There were a couple years in the middle that I didn't see because I didn't have cable when I lived in LA, so (laughs) there are like, a few seasons that I didn't see. But the last season ended March, I think. It was right before quarantine. (laughs) It just ended. And they were like, next season. And I'm like, hold on a second. You've already filmed the next season and have a plan to release it? (laughs) Like, (laughs) this is so fast. But... Some of the more memorable, you know, <laughs> do you want memorable parolees or memorable dogs? Both. Okay. So Earl is going to be the paroli that comes to mind the most. He is the best. We love Earl. Go Earl. He's been there. He is a New Orleans parolee. He is not a paroli anymore, I don't think. I'm almost certain that <laughs> he is... Parole has ended, and he's now just an employee. But he, when he was in prison, he was playing football, and he like broke his arm or dislocated his shoulder or something. Basically, he can't use that arm at all, at all. So, (laughs) so he had to like come into this and like learn how to do everything with already like at a disadvantage. But he's great, and we love him. And he's like, he's the one who started calling her Mama Tia. (laughs) <laughs> like he calls her mama like he's probably about the same age as her he can't be much younger because she's like almost 60 <laughs> but <laughs> but he's you know he's just one of her kids now oh wow uh, country Matt also a new orleans edition he at, he was there at some point he met a woman because she was in new orleans for some sort of i think they met for some sort of dog event i don't know what it was but They started dating, and he moved to New York with her, and they had their own show for, like, a season about rescuing wolf dogs or something. He's back. So I don't know what happened to her, but (laughs) he was back on last season. Uh, But we like Country Matt. He had his brother there for a little bit. I don't know if his brother still works there, but Country Matt. (laughs) So Earl and Country Matt. Yeah. Mondo was in L.A., He has, like, a big family. They got a bunch of kids. Mondo? Mondo. His name's Armando. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Everyone calls him Mondo. Uh, He did not move with them, probably because of parole restrictions. (laughs) I don't know if he was still on parole when they decided to move to New Orleans. His, they did go visit New Orleans one season because they were adopting one of the, I think they were adopting one of the puppies. I don't know. I think they were adopting one of the puppies because his daughter was diagnosed with leukemia or cancer or something. Oh, sad. Yeah. I think she's fine now. I feel like we would have heard about her if she wasn't.
0: If she wasn't fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are others like Rico. Rico was a young kid who worked there. I think he moved to New Orleans with him, but like there's nothing, you know, there's no great backstory <laughs> with, with any of <laughs> so those. Tell, tell me about the doggos. What's your yeah. favorite doggo? My favorite dog? <sighs> My favorite dog was probably Creature. So you can keep your eye out for Creature because his final adopter was in Portland. <laughs> oh. Yes. So he, he's one of those, like, squat pit bulls. So he's just, okay. like, super buff looking with, like, the little outturned elbows. And also he had, like, a weird, like, wide face. And whoever had him cropped his ears. <laughs> which is, so That's why they named him Creature because he just kind of looked funny. <laughs> <laughs> um he <was> the best <laughs> we love him they took him to one of the like pet expo sort of events to meet some potential adopters hopefully and there was one family it was like a mom and two kids and they seemed great and they went to the home check and it all seemed great until they got inside the like fence area and the yard inside the fence <laughs> was like raised up so it was really only, like, maybe two feet to the top of the fence instead of, like, eight feet from what it looks like on the outside. So, unfortunately, they can't adopt to adopt that because we'll run you, away. Exactly. You can't. I mean, he would have, like, an eight-foot drop also to the other side. Like, that's just that not too. safe for him. Uh, and then he was eventually adopted by a man in Portland. You
0: I'm like going to be
1: a little bit dark. That was, like, one of the... That was when they were still in L.A. So... I don't know how old Creature was at the time, but (laughs) it was a while ago. Mr. Wilson, I believe Earl found, or at least named, and he (laughs) was... This was one of the, like, early New Orleans ones. He was chained up in this yard, and this chain was, like, massive. Like, one of those, like, big link chains. Mm -hmm. Like, it was massive. Like, he could barely lift his head. Like, it was... So sad. Poor (laughs) baby. Yeah. So they rescued him, and Earl named him Mr. Wilson. And then Mr. Wilson got adopted eventually. And it's like Earl's sad guys. (laughs) 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 Like he like had a like a little he took him for a last walk and they like had their moment together. (laughs) That's so sad. Yeah. (sighs) There was a connection there. Yeah. Well, Earl that was like one of his first rescues. So yeah. And then there's Spot. Spot, I believe, was a Katrina dog, and she got adopted by this uh, mother and daughter pair, both adults, but, like, they just live in a condo together in, like, Long Beach or whatever. They moved to a different condo so that they could adopt her because the HOA wouldn't allow pit bulls at their other place, <laughs> right? That is so cute! Yes. So, Spot got, you know, <laughs> they wanted her enough to move homes, <laughs> so... She went to live with them, and then Lobos moved to New Orleans, and I believe it was this last season, or the season before that, they got a call that, so they knew that the, I believe it was the, I don't know, it was one of them, had cancer, so they got a call that <laughs> the one who had cancer passed away, and then like a month later, the other one passed away. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, so obviously spot had no owners again (laughs) so should they uh i think mariah it was like mariah's first like the daughter mariah not m2 yes no it was (laughs) it was tanya okay not mariah but it would have been the daughter mariah not m2 uh it was tanya it was her spot was her first like on her own adoption so like her mom didn't go with her and she like went did the home check and like all of that by herself uh so she went out and one of their friends had taken spot to like you know hold on to her <laughs> so mm-hmm. someone was taking care of her before, while they could come get her but yeah tanya was like i think i have to go get her because <laughs> like those you know she was my first adoption and i have to yeah and it should mm-hmm. be me so she went out there and got her and spot is unless she's been adopted since the filming of that episode but as far as we know she is back at Vilobus, which sucks <laughs> That does suck. But, I mean,
0: at least she's where somebody loves her. Yeah. And is alive. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. super cute. I didn't know all of that. Yes. That warms my heart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. My coffee is done. Okay. (laughs) You gotta get jacked up so you can eat your charcuterie.
0: (sighs) Yeah. That sounds so good.
1: (laughs) I'm so ready for that. (laughs) Okay. I get it. (laughs) we're about out of talking over here i don't know my butt's asleep yeah my hips
0: are not happy from that splits
1: session (laughs) nicole's gonna go eat cheese or something meat and cheese thank you okay i finished marrying millions so i have to figure out what else to watch now oh I did ask you yesterday if you had watched the new Pass It On. Today is yes. Sunday, so they should have a new video up. I haven't checked because I was at work. But you know, but the people won't know, that their new cookbook is on pre-order. Can't be yes. ours too. <laughs> it's the second iteration of their, uh, you know, when you just can't be ours. <laughs> <laughs> I feel
0: like I need to buy their cookbooks now. Now that I've yeah. like indulged in their channel and love them as people I mm-hmm. need to, to support they're them they're just
1: good boys they are! Jamie's such a shit I know oh, we can dude. talk
0: about this on an update episode because I will totally go I know. ham on all of them
1: I will send you the link to the one that you need to watch but he uh, sets Mike's <laughs> recipe on fire oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to Please figure out which me. one that is but oh I do know exactly what one that is actually Okay. 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 Where we're going (laughs) to go so we can stop sitting down. (laughs) If you are listening on SoundCloud, you can go ahead and give this episode a like and leave us a little comment saying what you like about it. If you're listening on iTunes podcasts... Go ahead and give us five stars and a review over there. That really helps us out. Lets other people know that you like us. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at yesdudepodcast and comment on our stuff over there. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have anything else? I do not. Okay. I'm ready to go. Okay. okay. I'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>